In the world of floral design, there are so many articulate, caring, heartfelt podcasts. I think this is where you insert, like, crickets. That's the sound that belongs here, because this is not that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that sound effect, you know. It's one of my favourites to drop. I will drop a bag full of crickets wherever you need one, girl. Thanks, I'm here for you. How are you today, sister? Are you well? I am well. Are you well, my love? Yeah, very well today. Very well. And I am well because I'm excited for today's episode, because it's the bit... We're talking about the big V, aren't we? It's the... Big V, love. Like, the, the big biggest v. v, love. Like, I'm <laughs> so excited to talk about this because it's like, you know, if I think if one of us died and someone prolific got hold of, like, the messages, like, the conversations that we have sometimes, love, like, oh, people wouldn't believe it. And we're not actually no. being bitchy. Like, I can handle my heart so we're not being <laughs> bitchy. But we're not shy of talking about a topic or going, why is this like this? What What is this? I don't understand. So, I mm. feel like that is today's today's episode. I think what I'm going to need to do before I pass, if I ever get, like, the, di- you know, some advanced warning, the diagnosis <laughs> of, you know, Massey, you're out in, you know, a year, yep. I will be deleting all social media accounts and starting afresh with you, 100%. Yep. Um, you know, for my own safety and for that of my family's, I think it's it's the, the only way it's forward. It's sensible. It's sensible, but you are right. We do have some juicy conversations and that was, you know, led us to create this podcast. And one of the key things that I love about our conversations, Matthew, is how kind of honest and upfront we are to say what on earth is going on here or, oh my God, what is happening with this or with mm-hmm. so-and-so or with that issue, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And this Valentine's Day is kind of, um, it's kind of keying up to be quite the crazy time, I think. I think it's past crazy, though. Like, this Valentine's Day, I mean, we've now, this is, Christ, this is now, is this the second or third pandemic Valentine's Day? Um, this will be the second pandemic one because it hit in March. March, that's right. Okay. okay. Just missed the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know how it was there last year for you in the UK, mm. but I don't feel mm. like here it was too bad in terms of, like, mm. Valentine's Day for us last year. It was kind of a little bit, like, normal as such. Mm-hmm. I think over here, the impression that I got and what I heard from my friends in retail was that it was, like, a good year because we were still in a really strict lockdown last spring that mm-hmm. lasted pretty much from December through to June. Um, so it was pretty, you know, you couldn't go out, you couldn't go to restaurants, you, you know, you couldn't take someone away to a hotel, like hotels were closed, restaurants were closed. So, mm-hmm. I mean, flowers, I think had a, like a lovely added bomb. I mean, COVID has really done a lot, I think, for the retail sector of the industry, because, mm-hmm. you know, when people can't see each other, they can send flowers. But I don't know how it's going to play out this year. It seems to be that, you know, for the bomb, that people might have enjoyed last year with Valentine's Day, it feels like maybe, okay, the price needs to be paid at some point, and the price is going to be paid this year. I mean, the prices that we are seeing here in the UK mm. are p- pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the... it's. <laughs> I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg, like, when we're talking about the price of Valentine's Day. I mean, honestly, I ha- actually said to a couple of people, it's just like, I don't think I'm going to bother. I don't think I'm going to oh. bother. I think I might just oh. close for the day. <laughs> No, you're joking. 
It's just more hassle than it's worth. And I think the thing that really annoys me the most about what I would call, like, the general public is that Mm. they probably just assume that florists are here. And we, like... I, like someone like myself would just sit here and be showered in like hundred dollar bills on Valentine's Day, and it's like, girl, if only you knew. Like, literally, the worst day for making a profit in this industry is Valentine's Day. Like, it's just not possible. It can be really, really hard. So, look, I did a little bit of research mm. on kind of some prices mm-hmm. for this year. And I also, in preparation, I did, I looked at some prices from like around a month ago as well to see kind of like what it was then and what it was now. And so I know that a lot of people here in the UK on pre-orders, like the main rows that everybody kind of uses, I would say, or one of the most popular roses that everyone uses is, uh, Freedom, yes. you know, the lovely, uh, Colombian mm-hmm. red rose. Um, and on pre-orders, they were as low as like 89 pence mm-hmm. like super super low but there were small orders and they were few and far in between um nowadays for freedom you're looking at like a minimum of like one to 155 significantly higher in, in some places from what i've seen as well so i mean that's nearly that's nearly a hundred percent increase mm. on the price you know in versus the pre-orders versus what you'll probably be looking at in around a week's time um and that is like you know 50 centimeter freedom which let's be honest i mean nothing against freedom but it's not the queen of no. roses is it it's not no. the most you know incredible yeah. the red naomi i was looking at you know we're looking at prices you know anywhere from 230 was the lowest up to like four pounds wow. depending on the stem which is you know pretty pretty it's pricey have you seen something similar um you know in your own market yes it's very much the same so like uh a 50 centimeter freedom here we will pay mm-hmm. f- for valentine's day around about just under seven australian dollars a stem so <sighs> yeah almost Jesus. four quid a stem and that's just for freedom that's not for anything exciting S- and that's because of shipping shipping I is guess. the hardest thing. uniquely in western australia where i am it's probably the worst affected because we are still locked up here so we don't have mm. a lot of flights coming into Western Australia, you know, like they were as such. But what's actually happening is, um, operationally, so we had a couple of weeks ago, a big scare here because Qatar Airways is the main freight carrier for all of the roses that come to Australia for mm-hmm, Ecuador mm-hmm. and from Colombia. And the main freight carrier for Masseys that come into Western Australia yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, Qatar Airways had said about three weeks ago that they were not flying freight into Western Australia, into Perth, uh, for the next three weeks at least because of operational issues due to crew testing positive for COVID. So, yeah. So, then what happened, of course, is that, uh, you know, everyone went into a frenzy and then wholesalers and importers tried to start backloading things onto... Emirates flights. Now, obviously, there's only, I think there's one Emirates flight coming every second day into Perth at the moment. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. naturally, the freight, of course, just took the piss. So, this is, again, what's happening now is it's just so much of this cost as well is going into... The, obviously, the inflated um, US dollar at the moment, but also it's mainly mm. freight. It's freight, girl. 
I mean, we have a mixture of issues over here from, you know, what I've understand. I've spoken to a few of my friends in wholesale, a few of my friends in retail, and it seems to be kind of like the perfect storm, for lack of a better word, you know? It's kind of a case of, I think, you know, the one of the fundamental issues that I think we can all agree on is Valentine's Day is, you know, essentially a fictional holiday Mm. that happens on the same day all around the world. It's not like Mother's Day where it's staged, you know, where some people have it in March, some people have it in mm-hmm. April, some people have it in May, you know, and costs can be kind of, you know, spread out. There isn't that immediate global demand for that one flower on that one mm-hmm. day. Um, also as well, I don't know if you've heard in our news, like the energy prices in our country are going through the roof, like the cost of gas, um, you know, because of everything that's going on in Europe at the minute. Um, and of course, roses are not seasonal flowers like they don't bloom in february like it's not a thing so obviously they have to be grown in you know greenhouses they need a lot of light they need a lot of warmth and the costs are astronomical at the minute like we've had here in the uk um there's like a a cost of living uh crisis going on at the minute and a lot of it is built around the inflated cost of gas because it's so expensive i mean people are having to like you know their bills are doubling or tripling and if you've got a gigantic greenhouse houses, which run off gas, I mean, you're going to have to pass that cost on, you know? I read online on social media, there was one wholesaler that their average, uh, you know, energy bill for a month was around about 100,000 euro. And in the month of November, it came in at 800,000 euro. Oh my God. Times the price. I mean, where do you, you know, what do you do with that kind of, you know, cost? Where you, you have to pass that on. And, you know, on the same hand, exactly the same as you. I'm still processing costs. that girl. That is. Wow. Oh my God. That is just like mind blown, love. 911. What is your emergency? Yeah, I'm not going to say who the grower was because it wasn't first-hand news. It was something I saw on social and people were talking about it. So I don't know, obviously, the facts myself. But That's yeah, crazy. like the, the cost of it. Because if you, especially if you have, you know, like more tropical flowers or if you have flowers which you are like demanding to bloom out of season, yeah. for example, red roses mm-hmm. in, you know, uh, in February, like there is a huge amount of energy that needs to go into tricking that plant into thinking, oh yeah, it's June. Cool. Like I'll bloom. Like totally. this is what I do. Um, you know, and or if you're, you know, a grower of, I don't know, Vanda, for example, really expensive, you know, really tropical blooms that require a lot of heat and a lot of warmth. I mean, that's hard to do in February without spending a penny. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, on top of that, we've got the cost of transportation, exactly the same as you. You know, costs are running, you know, five, six times what they were. Um, and then there's the general raw costs of everything, you know, like cardboard, vases, your packaging, everything has gone up since the pandemic um, because of the supply chain disruption. And then on top of that, we made, just us, made the fantastic decision Lady to uh, leave the EU, mm. which is more paperwork, more inspection charges on everything that is imported. And here's a fact something insane, like 93 or 94% of all flowers in the UK are imported. So, you know, like, fantastic. I Like, with that kind of scenario, I don't know how you're meant to make money. I don't. It, I'm not. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm off. And, you know, the, the yeah. thing is, is, like, there are so many things that this 
pandemic. Oh, I don't even know if I can say this because I don't want it to sound like the pandemic is to blame or one single thing is to blame. But one thing I can say is that, mm. that the last two years has gotten me personally in my business to a stage where I don't enjoy this anymore. And so much of it comes mm. with this ongoing battle of like, mm. oh, you know, this price has gone up. Like, how do we now deal mm. with this? Oh, now this cost has gone up. So, how do we now deal with this? Mm. Like, how many times do you absorb something as a business before you actually go, no, we need to completely restructure this. We need to ch- we need to pass this cost on. How do we pass this cost on transparently mm-hmm. and our customer understand mm-hmm. and be empathetic and still want to do business with us and still, you know, all of those things. It's just, I mean, what a shit show, love. Oh, frankly, I mean, if it was hard before, the past couple of years have made it harder. Mm. And I mean, you'd, I mean, thank you, lucky stars, you're not British, because we spent the four years before the pandemic hit arguing about the colour of our passports. Yeah, isn't that And mad? who belonged. Yeah, absolutely insane. And then the pandemic hit and we were like, oh, these are like real issues now mm. that we really actually need to deal with. Um, and everything is so, so expensive. I mean, everything here has gone up over the past two years. And I think this Valentine's is going to be a really, really tricky day um, for a lot of people. I mean, if you haven't done your pre-orders, um, I think you're going to be in real trouble. That's one of the, the key things that I would recommend any floral designer doing in the future. I mean, obviously, by the time this episode goes out, it'll be too late to be doing pre-orders. In the UK, we have to get them in usually kind of like the first two weeks of Jan. Mm-hmm. Usually, I think it's like by like the 14th or by like the 21st of Jan. They usually need like a good four, you know, three or four weeks to get those orders right. in. Um, but it is the, the best if you have like reliable sales that you can work on and you know that you're going to sell, you know, X amount of bouquets and therefore you'll need X amount of, you know, traditional red mm-hmm. roses, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Then you can usually save a good bit of whack, you know, by pre-ordering and getting that in advance. And I think that's one of the key tools that you can do if you are going to play, you know, the Red Rose game. Mm-mm-mm. Even last year for Valentine's Day in my business, we didn't play the Red Rose game. And I was pleasantly surprised okay. because... What did you do? We just did, did normal do? flowers, just like our, basically our normal summer range. So, I didn't play uh-huh. into all the uh-huh. romantic nonsense and I didn't advertise that we were doing, you know, dozen and 24 and 36 roses and stuff like that. And it's funny because we looked at the end of it and we went, wow, I, I we did something like... 10 dozen red roses and that was it. Everyone else was happy just to have whatever we thought. And I was like, wow, this is really great. You know, like we've done a really good job of this, you know, like how we promoted it and all that sort of stuff. And I have to be honest, I actually kind of pulled my foot right off the gas this year when it came to promoting Mm. Valentine's Day and stuff like that because these costs Mm. just started spiralling. And then when we had these really – like really serious freight issues coming into Australia. I was just like, how can I, how can I even promote or pre-sell something that I don't Mm -hmm. know is actually going to happen? Oh, insane. I mean, absolutely insane. It's one of those things where like eat, it's so hard. It's so hard. Gone with the days, I guess, of, you know, you could expect a cost for one thing and then you would be able to say, all right, I'm going to be able to, you know, put a mark upon mm-hmm. that and then sell it with this, with the amount of uncertainty that's going on. And the fact that this is a perishable product mm-hmm. and that Valentine's Day is generally, you know, um, funded by the male half of the species. Mm-hmm. And therefore it's generally a last minute sale. Mm-hmm. You know, very few, um, gents will order, you know, months in advance, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, all of 
of that is really just, I mean, pass me the green whistle, love. love. Honest to God, I'm because it to just makes it. you think. <laughs> it just makes you think, how much stress do you need? Like, how much, how much, how difficult can things be? But that said, it's not all doom and gloom. Right. There's, there's a lot of increased costs. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot less product out there. The prices are insane. But that said, there are a few ways which I think you can mitigate kind of the damage that Valentine's Day can do. What do you think? Yeah. I do agree. I do agree. I think this is definitely one of those situations where it's like you have to really pick your battle. You know, like if this is something you're willing to, to attack head on or you're happy to mm-hmm. let it just walk away and play it out somewhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, my first tip for those people looking to kind of get the most out of this tricky Valentine's mm. Day is pre-order. Yeah. Do your orders early. Early. Again, early. Like, it'll be too yeah. late to do it, but the earlier you do it, the yeah. better, for sure. Simply because you're guaranteed those prices that are there on the sheet. It means that you know what you're going to be paying in advance. And that'll give you some certainty to be able to kind of like work out what you're going to be able to charge people, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to say, this is what I'm, it's costing me. Therefore, this is what I'm going to sell, et cetera, et cetera. And I love that idea that you just said about not focusing on red roses. Mm. I think that is such a winner. What was popular instead? Can you remember yeah, kind of what the winners last were? Last year we did, we, we basically just did mixes and we call them like romantic and you know things like that and i think we just did this soft and romantic and like a lot of them included roses but a lot of these Mm -hmm. vases and bouquets that we did were just like you know maybe some like white o'hara roses with like some fowls and some tulips and something else and you know like it was just they were just beautiful mixes like there weren't anything Mm. it was actually more a case of like just leave it to us and we actually had, I think, so many more clients as well that came to love and respect us because we were allowed to just run with it a little bit and just do what mm-hmm. we do rather than, um, you know, committing to doing something that we know is going to be a disaster. And, I mean, how how on earth do you do 12 red roses with Salal? When you've got bloody, you know, these matchstick stems, you know, and this bulbous <laughs> kind of golf ball flopping on the end of it, you know, like you're not going to mm-hmm. do your best dozen roses that day, doll. No, it's always really hard, I think, anyway, to make like it's a good test of a florist, I mm. think, to give them 12 mm. roses and be like, <laughs> off you go, make it look I like agree, a picture. I agree. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time when I was younger in a certain, um, Order to order florist yep. system, which was a big global brand back when. Um, and you know, you would, you'd have, you know, your order recipe from this big global brand would be, um, you know, 12 roses, three stems of salal, three stems of leather leaf. And I'd look at that and think, do you think I'm a fucking magician? Yeah. Like, how on earth can I make that look? anything half decent yeah. with like such a low amount of like filler to yes. kind of, yeah it's so hard it's so hard but i think that's a really great tip to kind of think of things of like how be inventive you... and okay yes. so my biggest tip and this is very much okay i will admit wholeheartedly hand on heart this year mm-hmm. i have just I, w- I don't want to say given up but i just can't be bothered I really can't be bothered with valentine's day and i really have <laughs> and my staff are all completely on board with it because with the supply issues that we've got here right now, it's real, you know, and I, I, I just said to them, I was like, I can't mm-hmm. in good faith start 
I can't pre-sell thirty, fifty thousand dollars worth of orders that I can't see the stock for. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't mm. see those flowers. Have they even left? You know, um, Qatar. You know, are they even en route to Perth? Yeah. All these sorts of things. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too much stress. Um, Mm-hmm. But the thing that I did last year, and we did have a really successful Valentine's Day last year, and it was on a weekend, so, you know, I had to make the most of it. It's also just be in charge. Be in charge. Be like, this is what we sell. This is how much it is, and this is how you buy it. Because that's what customers want. If they're going to you specifically because they mm-hmm. love your brand or they love your work or whatever it is, it's just like they're looking for you to say, this is what you need. This is what you are going to buy. Yes. Yes. Preach, sister. I think there is so much value to that because at the end of the day, there is only consumer pressure that says it must be 12 red roses. And at the end of the day, is that the most inventive no. thing? No. It's traditional. It's classical as anything. And if you know that you have local growers that are, you know, uh, local to Perth or local to wherever yep. you are, and you know you can get lilies or you can get this or you can get that, and actually it makes more sense for you to offer a tulip bouquet or a lily bouquet or a mixed bouquet, whatever it's going to be, and you know that that's going to deliver better quality mm-hmm. for the customer. You know it's going to deliver you know, a better end product. And if you know that it means that there is less stress on your shoulders because you know that you can definitely source those flowers, well then, you'd be a lunatic not to offer it. And I think you're so right when you say that the consumer is looking for you to say, no, this is what we are doing. I'm the expert at what I do. Trust me, this is what I think is best value. And if you do want to take the punt on a 12 Red Roses, then you've got to be prepared for, you know, to A, pay a lot more than you did last year. And then second to that, to also be prepared for me to call up and say, I'm so sorry, Mr. Whatever, um, but, you know, our roses have failed to come in, as we did warn you. We're going to substitute your order for the dot, dot, yeah. dot. The thing is here, and, and, and Southern Hemisphere as well, I mean, I know it doesn't apply there, but like here, last Valentine's Day here was 40 degrees. So when you're working with roses, for instance, in 40 degree heat, I like, how, I I, why would I want to, as a business owner, want to put my brand at risk? The fact mm-hmm. that we, uh, you know, are having to deliver very precious cargo, very perishable goods in horrible mm-hmm. conditions. And what happens if in 24 or 48 hours, your rose is a cactus? It's like... It mm. makes us look bad. And people don't give a shit that those roses were picked, you know, 15 years ago and they've travelled around the world mm-hmm. 14 times economy and they've only just landed. <laughs> they don't care. All they care about is that they just parted no. with bloody $300 or whatever for, you know, 24 red roses and that they lasted 24 hours. That's all they associate your brand with. So why risk it? It sounds like it could be a very brand-damaging event to me. Absolutely. And I think you that's where that's where it's so important to stand on your own two mm. feet and say, oh, it's okay if everybody is doing this, but I will not be doing no. that. Because there is so much value in being able to stand up and say, this might work for everybody, but it's not working for me, and I'm going to do this instead. I mean, at next week on the, I think it's the 7th, I think, there is a note in our diary to disable our red rose option that we have for our studio for delivery for flowers. As you know, I'm studio-based. We do hardly any deliveries because that is what I want. I do not want to do 
deliveries. Um, it's a choice that we made a long time ago that our energy is better spent on weddings and events and on teaching and on, you know, the art and brand projects that we do. So that's definitely where we're focusing our mm-hmm. energies. Um, but we're actually disabling it. So you will not be able to order that because I do not want the pressure of, you know, upsetting you and saying, I'm so sorry, we can't get this or this isn't available or this isn't great quality. Da, 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 da. Because this year it really is, it's stacked up against it for florists. You know, I think you have to be really brave, get those pre-orders in and don't be afraid of offering something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, love. It is, it is about being in charge. I wouldn't go into a luxury brand. Like I wouldn't go to a couture fitting with Kim Jones at Dior and tell him how to do a blind zip. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like don't come to you better not. don't come to me and tell me how to do my fucking job. Like you, you come to me. <laughs> Can you Could you hear the you contempt in that then when I said that too? Like <laughs> I did, I did. It was such a niche reference, but I really enjoyed it. It was a long was way like, too. So like true. I went a long way to get there, but I got there. Um, you got there. You did, sis. You did. You did. You did. You got there at all. I mean, you're so true, though. Like, you have to be the expert in what you do. You're not a flower seller no, on you know, a market store We've got like walls I was and when a I roof. started out. Like, I mean, I, we, we have come a long fucking way, sister. Yeah. <laughs> We've got electricity now. The toilet uh, flushes, girl. The toilet uh, flushes and it's inside. Hilarious. I mean, I actually did a little bit of research on this just to kind of, because I was thinking, right, one thing that I thought of is if, you know, quality women like me and mm. thee are, you know, looking at this Valentine's Day and thinking, she's going to be a tight mm. one. I wondered what the bigger companies that are at play in our marketplace would be offering as well. So over here we have um, a very famous company that is famous for doing letterbox flowers, right? Do you know what letterbox flowers are? You yes. know, they come in like a very thin yes. little box and they post through the letterbox, right? So they were a big game changer in our flower market, I would say probably like seven or eight years ago. And it really changed the way a lot of people sent flowers. They stopped using um, bigger brands that would be like florist to florist orders, like order gatherers, order senders. And a lot of people thought, oh, well, we'll just post these flowers simply because the prices were far cheaper. And of course, you know, they're going to be received because they can be posted through a a little mm-hmm. letterbox, which mm-hmm. makes them kind of easier. So I thought to myself, I wonder how they're doing in the face of this red rose crisis. And you know what? I went onto the website. Mm. I couldn't see a single red rose. Interesting. Well, mildly. But, yeah, not a single red rose in any of their products. Their main Valentine's design features a couple of pink roses, a white rose, that's it. Interesting. Uh-huh. What does that tell you? It tells you that their, you know, marketing people, their sales people have looked at this and gone, uh-uh, we're not playing that game, because we cannot afford to play that game. Mm-hmm. Clever. Pink roses, orange roses, yellow roses, all of that is out there. Not a single red rose is on their site. Cop them. Cop them indeed. And yet, I know that we looked at a couple of other <laughs> brands, did we Did not? we look, um, love? I, I have them all open right now as we're chatting. Because I, 
the girls, some of these have me shook. I mean, goodness and me. And we, we're not naming no. names, right? We're not, name, we're not naming any names. But we did take a look at a couple because, you know, there's so many different facets to this market, right? You've got your local high street florist. You've got your online, you know, like letterbox flowers and things. You've got everything else. And you also have some really high-end florists. And, I mean, the prices that we saw, looking at what some of these brands are having to charge or trying to charge is crazy outrageous right what did you find okay so (laughs) uh, it's a lot it's a lot to take in so all right so i'm gonna start at the top or what i would Mm -hmm. call the top okay so i'm starting i've got obviously uk and us um that i'm looking at here now uk at what i would call the top so Mm -hmm. london florist famous they're also international as Um, famous as me Almost, almost, maybe (laughs) not as regionally famous, but. (laughs) So you can order. Now, it's, it's a little difficult to kind of work out exactly what you're ordering because it doesn't, Uh it doesn't give clear directive in terms of like you're ordering a dozen red roses or you're ordering two dozen red roses or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's kind of just like ordering roses right uh-huh. so this florist i'm looking at now you can order a bouquet of roses as such mm-hmm. um and it it is what i would call hmm, it looks about the size of like a standard bridal posy right okay. so probably okay. like 36 roses yeah and yeah. that is 375 pounds <laughs> whoa that's pricey that's yes. a lot so that's like how many how many roses in there? You got, I would you say just... probably thirty. Thirty roses. Mm. That's price. You know, on one hand, I want to go, she's pricey. Mm. And then the on the other hand, I want to go, well, given the cost of everything, is Agreed. she? Agreed. I don't think it's you know unreasonable I mean? at this point, right? So no, I look at that no, and I, I go, agree. okay, I mm-hmm. I would probably part with £375 with what I'm looking at on screen right now. Then yeah, I go, that's like a, about a tenner a rose, roughly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cost Which is there, a but... lot. I mean, that's a lot. That's, you know, tw- yeah. It's a lot. But, you know, in, in, in compara- comparison to, you know, the inflated <laughs> cost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then I'm looking at, uh-huh, Another florist who <laughs> is very prolific in um, London. Okay, and yes. okay, so one. 100- I love that we can't say who it is. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. 100 <laughs> red roses. Okay. Right, okay. 100 red roses. Can I guess is, the price? Yeah. £2,445. What is your emergency? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty... <laughs> That's 25 quid a rose. I mean, does this rose give me a massage? Does it sing to me? Does it tuck me into bed at night? Because it better do if I'm paying 25 I would a want rose. a bidet installed with an actual <laughs> face under my ass for that kind of money. Like, that is the next level, girl. Like, honestly... Uh, in Australian dollars, that's <laughs> nearly $5,000. Like, my breath, I clutched my pearls so hard, I have a bruise. I'm not even joking, girl. Like, and then, so in this Valentine's Day collection, uh-huh. 36 roses 
is eight hundred and forty-five pounds. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I'm trying to work that out, right? I'm trying to work that out. If I had any client who I could literally turn around to and be like, "You see this rose right here," and they're like, "Uh huh, yeah," and I'm like, "Okay, so if you want one hundred of them, that's gonna be two and a half grand." Do you know what I mean? And then I can just imagine my my customer going, "Okay, so so how much is one?" And I would go, twenty five quid." What a deal. I don't think I have a client on the planet. And I have some pretty wealthy clients, you know. Um, I don't think I have a single client that would go, that's such a bargain. Yeah. No. no said no one ever. Do you know what loved. I mean? Could you imagine walking around, I don't know, like Sydney CBD or the Golden Triangle in Perth or whatever no. with a single rose? And be you're like, would, you like, would you like this for $50? Be aren't, you, aren't, you, aren't you lucky? People would you love would to buy this rose? Being like, oh, that poor mentally ill man. I'm so, <laughs> you know, I, I feel so much empathy towards the fact that he's walking around in 40 degree heat trying to sell a single rose for $50. So from this same florist, you can actually get a pastel rose bouquet, right? Okay, okay, so right. How much, get, how many mortgage see, payments? For, for 100 person? stems of avalanche yeah. roses in pastel white pale pink and apricot is £1,995. Jesus Christ. So it's just under 20 quid a rose. Insane. This isn't even with a poxy vase, love. It's a bouquet. I mean, I don't want to be here and, you know, we're not naming names, obviously. No. Um, because, you know, to be kind and, you know, we thought this would be a fun kind of exercise, you know, and a little bit outrageous as well. Cause let's be honest, it's funny. Um, to kind I'm of take a look all at what about people are charging, charging. Love. I'm all about it, love. I have charged some crazy shit for some crazy <laughs> shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm the queen of knowing how to charge something. But this is the next level, love. Like, I don't know or care what your overheads are. But no brand is that strong to be like, oh, my roses are 25 quid a rose. Are you joking? $50 well, a rose? Well, you've got to imagine that people who have money, they're not stupid, you know? And they're surely going to do a little bit of price comparison. And if you look at some of these prices, you do have to think, it, why are you charging so, so much? Because, you know, it could be their overheads, it could be their locations, it could be this, it could be that. But, I mean, there does come a moment when you think you're trying to retail a single rose for £25. You do think, Jesus, that's... And, so, then, and that's not with any packaging. That's not like a separate item. That's one rose in a bouquet. I mean, that is... That's, so, that's, before that's I go, so before I jump the pond to... Um, the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm just going to cite one more. Okay, tell me UK where the florist. Is. Now, this UK uh-huh. florist actually has a royal warrant, right? So okay, you would assume okay. that with that comes a certain standard that you're going to oh, get. God. What are these hope. prices going to be, Jesus? Would you believe that two dozen, so 24 red roses in a bouquet, is 300 quid? Okay. Ah, well, that's much more. 300 pounds. That's much more palatable. Yeah. Like that's, isn't that kind of like what normal costs would be? That's how much I th- would 
maybe a little yeah. bit more than normal but yeah like yeah yeah maybe you know you might expect that that florist to be like uh central london based or yeah. something like that you know maybe it could be a little cheaper if you were um you know more in a regional smaller city etc cetera, etc cetera. but that doesn't make me you know reach for my pearls and no the no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no at the same time yeah that i think okay well that's kind of doable i can live with that yeah yeah then quick Wild. hop over the pond let's go over the atlantic and we're gonna go to 30 long stem red roses in a glass vase. So, 30 long stem red roses in a glass vase, albeit Uh the photo that I'm looking at right now, the water in the glass vase could have done with a change before they shot the photo, (laughs) is 245 US dollars. Hmm. I don't think that is outrageous. But neither do I think that is a fantastic price. Agreed. So this is one last florist who is okay, okay. very famous. Okay. I love such. I love famous florists. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now these these visuals are impressive. Like you you're uh-huh. talking about using basically just roses as filler. You know, like they are just it is a proper rose bowl. So I do love an impressive visual, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And these are mm. impressive. So there is this it, now. It doesn't actually say how many as such, but I'm talking like this is something you'd see in a Kardashian house, literally. Like okay. it is okay. impressive. Uh-huh. So for okay. a red rose bowl of just red roses on mass, the classic uh-huh. size is fourteen hundred. Posh is sixteen hundred, and Lux is eighteen hundred dollars. Now, still cheaper than what you find in central London. Love. This one here says our gigantic rose bowl features over one hundred and fifty red explorer roses. So for Eighteen hundred dollars, you mm. can get a hundred and fifty red roses. That's way better value Ooh. than some of the ones that we looked at in way Central London. better value, love. Like, there's that's no so comparison. interesting. Mm. Do you think that's because of the the fact that they don't have to deal with Brexit, and of course the flights will be less if they're coming from Colombia or Ecuador? You think, know, then they're going to be. I would think yeah. that there's just. I think that there's so many um, variables in the reasons that all of these different cities and designers mm-hmm. and places and stuff like that are charging mm-hmm. what they're having to charge mm-hmm. for um, Valentine's Day this year. But the one thing mm-hmm. I've taken away from all of this, because now I've seen some, I've seen some shit today, right? This, the the one in the UK that's charging two and a half thousand quid for a hundred red roses in a vase. I mean, that has me, uh, that has me the shook, love. Speechless. Yeah, speechless. Speechless, love. Jackie O would have blushed at that. Like, that is <laughs> a lot. But when I look at the level of commitment in that, I'm just like, mm. I would actually, if I had the money to spend actually pay it just because mm. I look at the presentation, the branding, the commitment and all of that to the product itself being mm. like, you know what? There's a lot of brand promise there. I would mm. probably commit to that. I do wonder whether or not some of these outrageous bouquets are done purely for like a PR 
angle. As in, so when the Telegraph or the Financial Times comes across and, you know, does a feature on, you know, the most luxury bouquets in London or the most luxury bouquets in New York, whether these businesses are thinking, hey, I'm going to put something out there, which I know is probably not going to sell at all, but I'm going to put that out there simply so that we can get a little bit of press, a little bit bit of PR, Mm -hmm. and so it shows the prestige of our brand. And if you're doing it for that reason, then I think, you know, that's absolutely fine. And I guess at the end of the day, everyone's in business, they can do whatever they want, but it is remarkably interesting to take a look across different cities, across different designers. You know, we've examined, you know, Floris in Perth, Floris in Sydney, Floris in LA, Floris in London and New York, to take a look at kind of see what the prices are, you know, what everybody's doing. Um, and it's interesting to see all of these different kind of approaches to it. You know, everyone from doing, you know, you know, 30, 40 pounds on, you know, flowers that can be posted through the letterbox here in the UK to, you know, two and a half thousand pound bouquets with a hundred roses. I mean, I guess that's kind of the beauty of our industry and what we can do, but it does make for, um, it does make for an enjoyable half an hour taking a look at what people are charging and kind of also, it makes me wonder about the strategy there you know why are you offering this product you know what's the reason behind it i just it just i'm i'm so shook girl honestly it's like <laughs> because i am a firm believer in like charge what you need to and commit to commit to your brand i'm a big believer mm-hmm. in it you know i've spruced it for years but it's mm-hmm. like at what point do you actually go you know what i'm actually not doing my brand any favors because mm-hmm. i'm having to charge so much does that make sense? Like, it does. It does. I mean, I wouldn't, oh gosh, would I want that kind of business? No, I wouldn't. Not really, to be honest with you. It's going to be so much hard work. And even if these particular florists that have charged the, you know, these huge bouquets out for huge prices, you've got to kind of think, even then, they will be subject to changing prices, to flight delays, to everything else. And you've got to think, gosh, imagine having the pressure to know that every single bouquet has to look and feel like it's worth mm-hmm. 5000 Australian dollars. Could you imagine? I don't know if there's anyone in Australia that would spend 5000 Australian dollars on a bouquet. I don't know if there's no. there's no one I know that would. No one I and know. I have some I'm clients saying, that have I got rich clients like no. Yeah, celebrities and I don't think anybody there would turn around and go, "Uh-huh, yeah, sure. You know, swipe the card." It's just it's outrageous to me. It is a little bit outrageous. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a Crazy. little bit speechless. This I'm not going to lie. Like I'm a little bit speechless. I'm actually. It's funny. I've just gone on to. I had a thought <laughs> randomly about mm. this other florist who um, is part of very much a super brand, and I'm just having a okay. look on. Like they've got a um, they've got a branch of this florist like in Milan, and they've got one in Hong Kong, and okay. even yes, their yes. rose bouquets are not that expensive. Like a couple of dozen roses, what are we looking at? Three hundred euros. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's seems, seems about reasonable. Fairly standard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing. Mm. Nothing I'm reading right now has made me go whoa. You know, like it's um, it's all very standard. So yeah, it's just so different across the board. Like of what people are having to charge at the moment. I'm just just shook. But isn't it fun when you find something outrageous that you can say? <gasps> What is that? Yeah. It's fine. It's a good time. It is. It is. I'm not above it. I'm not above it. No. I don't care about the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now that we've taken a look all about the global situation about Valentine's Day and also had a little peek about what some people are offering, what 
Do you have any favourite tips, any top tips to give our listeners of how to make the most out of this Valentine's Day? I just had the day off. <laughs> I would. I would just have the day off. I would just put closed due to lack of interest. Put that on the door, put that on the website, and just have it on. It's a Monday. Have, have a long off. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that will be, that won't be too dissimilar about what we're doing, to be honest with you. I actually have that weekend off. I do. Really? Like, yeah, I really, really do. I have the weekend off because obviously in my business, that's not, it's not what we, you know, I've got, I've got tickets to go and see a favorite comedian of mine on the Friday and then I'm off uh, the Saturday and Sunday because we might have, okay, like, let's be honest, like, I'll probably do a couple of orders for a couple of our, you know, very good clients, but it won't be thousands of pounds worth of bouquets, you know, that I'm having to stress. I won't be, you know, plotting delivery routes. You know, I used to work in, in a retail flower shop in Liverpool that had, you know, 400, 500 orders every Valentine's God, Day. Those days. Which was, yeah, which was, you know, crazy back in the day. That was like maybe 2007, 2008. Yeah, I remember like those days, yeah. Um, and like, oh my gosh, I mean, like the idea of doing that, no thanks. Like, no. it's, I'm not the woman, I'm not the one. It's, you know, it, it's Horrendous. not the day for me. My advice would be like short and simple for anyone who's kind of looking to get the most out of their Valentine's Day would be really to, Really play it on your terms. Mm-hmm. You know, really take a good look at what you want to offer, what you think your clients will enjoy, what is going to be less stressful for you, what is going to be more profitable for you. Mm-hmm. And don't feel that you have to play the 12 red rose game because I just think yeah. that it might work for you and that's fine if it does, but don't be afraid to offer something different. You are the expert on your brand. You hopefully know what your customers want and what they want to spend. So market them, you know, something that you think they will actually enjoy. Um, I think that's the only way to survive because, you know, with the prices, of your roses, the price of transportation, the price of production, uh, of everything that's going on in the world, you know, uh, right now, I think really, if you stick to what you know, and you stick to what you your gut tells you that you'll sell, I think that's the best place to be. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just stick to your guns and also just know your limits. Know yes. how much yeah. you can get done in a day and just be comfortable with that and go, if you can if you can comfortably, if you're just a one-man band and you can comfortably get 50 orders done by yourself and you can have some friends and family come in and deliver it for you and you'll make a decent day's, you know, an honest day's wage out of that, then just do it. And as soon as that person calls to order the 51st order, you just say, I'm sorry, we're fully booked. <laughs> Heaven. I love it. I think that's the best way to do. It's about knowing your brand and knowing your boundaries. Yes. Um, I wish everybody good luck out there for the next Same. week. Because I'm, I'm doing a four-day week next week. I can't <laughs> and I heard you. Did I that, do, if you rewind, but did I hear you said you've got tickets, like as in like a Zoom meeting to see a comedian? Or like an actual, <laughs> no. Actual, actual show. I saw a show, yeah. I'm actually seeing Jimmy Carr um, next week, who's a big UK comedian. Um, so he, I think we were meant to see him in the pandemic and it got rescheduled and, blah, 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 and all the rest of it. So it's taking place next week. So, um, yes, I'm super excited. But, I mean, what I'm doing this year, a little, you know, <laughs> get away, a little bit of an insight into my personal life, is um, last year I kind of didn't take enough breaks, like, throughout the year. And yeah. I kind of kept it all until the end. And I was like, ah! And, I, like, I felt... By the, put it this way, by the time October hit, I felt frazzled and I hadn't had enough time off. Um, so this year, I am doing a lot of like three-day weekends. So I had a three-day weekend for my birthday um, last week, and I'm having a three-day weekend next week because I'm going to see a comedian that I really like. Good for you. 
Um, so yeah, just kind of, just kind of doing it for me. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. If you want Valentine's Day flowers, I'm closed. Yeah. <laughs> Due to lack closed. of interest. Due to lack of interest, I've got literally got no interest. I'm on, I'm on a three day weekend. Enjoy yourself. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys, for this episode of Flowers After Hours. We have had an absolute hoot doing it, and I hope it's been doing it for you. It's been a hooty toot. Make sure you click subscribe down below and that you leave us a rating and review. That would mean the absolute world to us, and you do not want to miss an episode of Flowers After Hours. Help us on our way to becoming the next Floral Kardashians, and we'll see you on the next one. I am the goose. The egg has been laid.